Hey, it's Joey Salvia with episode 96 of Opie Radio. And we have a special birthday in the house. Chef Carl Ruiz, let's take a couple of calls. What's going on, guys? It's Nevitz from Nevitz Photography on Instagram. Nice. Joey, Carl, Opster. Just want to check in, say what's up. Love the podcast. Keep it going. Thanks. Carl, happy motherfucking birthday. Enjoy. Yeah. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for that, Nevitz. Keep up that great photography work. Hey, guys, it's Creamy Butters calling from Plymouth, Massachusetts. I'm just calling to say happy birthday to Chef Carl Ruiz. Uh, Wherever you guys are out in the world today, all the uh, Opie Radio podcast listeners, if you're having a decent meal Mm -hmm. with a tasty beverage, whether you spent 200 bucks for it or two bucks at a gas station, I want you to get them pinkies out. Give Chef a little salute. Pinky's out, motherfucker. Happy birthday, Chef. I'd like to know what gas station you're going to, Creamy Butters. $2 for a meal? You gotta be freaking kidding me. Happy birthday, Carl. In special tribute to his birthday, we're gonna play Carl's song for him and then get right into an episode of Opie Radio. Ooh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Do like uh, Ruzing or something. Nah. What's Ruzing? It's Ruizing. Oh, Oh, now you're finally going to tell me how, how, how to pronounce your last name. Because well, bruising sounds fucking dirty. <laughs> it kind of does. He's always there to make you laugh. Or take a boot porn photograph. Just reading his shirts and hats will make life better. I'm like exotic. I'm like a fat <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> He's a chef who plays to win. In fact, the knife was named just watch him as he works He's a real go-getter Hit it, Joey! You could tell by his Instagram That he doesn't give a damn He don't need no reason to go ruizing He goes ruizing all night long The Cuban does what he wants Wrap it up! Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he don't need no reason to go ruizing. He goes ruizing all night long. I changed it up uh, today because I'm at the Westwood One Lounge with Carl Ruiz. It's time once again for the OP Radio Podcast. But I went with do, 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 do. I like the duty one. Because I'm preparing because we got Billy Corbin, who's one of my favorite people in the world, for real. Because I love documentaries. I love Twitter. I love people that go after politicians. I love comedy. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. You love Twitter? Oh, I love There's 17,000 people that'll disagree with you. <laughs> block, Arola. Block, 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 block. <laughs> but I started this one with do, 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 because I'm, I'm, I'm preparing, you know. I'm, Yo, that's a nice computer, cuz. It's one of three. I'm doing a... Whoa! <laughs> humble brag just hit me right in the face. <laughs> I thought I was back at the bar. <laughs> I, I could throw you one. Oh, but I, 
But I was uh, just making sure I had my stuff ready for Billy Corbin. By the way, I'm going to meet him for the first time. It was always on the phone with the guy. So I'm you thinking, never met Billy? So I'm not sure if we should go fist bump, handshake, hug. No hug. Chug or whatever that thing What's is. What's chug? What are you, no, you going to do? No, what is it called? A handshake hug? I don't know what that is. I might kiss him on the cheek, though. Don't do that. I might go uh, kiss on the cheek. He's from Miami, but he's not one of us. He's not Cuban, so he's going to take that as a slight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him then. I'll ask him if you if I could kiss him on the cheek. You gonna get the breakfast off the beard first? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta shave this thing. <laughs> I gotta shave this thing. But anyway, I went do 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 because I, I I walked into the bathroom here at Westwood Lounge. And someone crushed it. Someone is dropping hammers, like like sweet and sour. Nothing worse than smelling someone else's sweet and sour dump in the stall as you're just trying to take a leak. Dude, I I uh, the other day I'm taking these. Uh, these uh, probiotics. Yes. I had a lot of hot dogs. Yes. And I went to the bathroom. Yeah. First first torpedo in. Yeah. I had to take my towel that I was going to take a shower with and wrap my head around it like a mummy. <laughs> so I can survive the smell. Oh, my God. I maced myself. Wait, your own smell? I couldn't take it. It was foreign to me because of these probiotics. But yeah, I, I skunked out my whole family over the bro, weekend. Bro, it flattens your stomach, bro. Uh, it takes all the gas out and stuff. Oh, you got it. You're 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 eating well, man. Uh, it's it's a little winter uh, blubber. You're looking like a little married Carl. <laughs> a couple <laughs> couple uh, loops in Central Park on a city bike, and then I'll throw it in the Hudson River. I'll be back to <laughs> having a flat belly, my brother. Oh my God, I will have a flat belly. So uh, I can't wait to talk to Billy Corbin. His new documentary is called Screwball, man, about the whole steroid controversy with a Rod. A Rod. And biogenesis, right? Biogenesis, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just another crazy story out of Florida. I want to talk to him about Cuban stuff. What do you mean? Like just Miami and the good restaurants to go to. He knows a lot of shit, man. He knows his food. On Twitter, he he, he tweets out, we like the same restaurants. Yeah. We're friends with a chef, uh, Richard Hales, which is one of, my, one of my party squad down there. Okay. Kid's gone through three ba- brain surgeries. Really? Still at the bar. Soldier. Right. And uh, what kind of brain surgery? Tumor. They, they had a tumor in his head. They got it out. Right. And he, got, he went back home. He rested. He went back to cook a couple days later. Yeah. He's the guy I partied with at the, at the Deuce right out of tumor surgery. Wow. That's an And animal. he's in the middle of like a photo shoot or something for his new menu, and he just passed out. Right. I, I smell a flower that I'm allergic to, and I can't party with you. <laughs> <laughs> Carl will call me. Hey, let's go uh, have a few drinks. I'm in the city. I'm like, Carl, I sniffed a daffodil. (laughs) I'm down and out for at least a day and a half now. I I touched an apple. I'm at St. Luke's. (laughs) (laughs) At least I don't have that peanut allergy crap. That made-up peanut allergy crap. Well, I was talking to my brother about that, actually. It's not made up, I know. It's not made up, but the problem is is, um, if you eat all the foods that you're allergic to, most people with light allergies, uh, when you're very young... Your body will will yeah you could grow out of it right because yeah, I was allergic to oysters oh wow yeah really but I was like I love them so I would eat them and I look like a fucking balloon and I didn't care. I call you good I'm like I'm great <laughs> that's why you love the old ladies oh nice oh, your pussy looks more like an oyster than a than that's a young true. clam that's not true than like you... a young clam that's not true I I, I knew a girl uh, who got the surgery down there. 
Well, th- that's why, because it looked like an oyster. No, nah, maybe she got into a motorcycle With some accident. of that spilling over the sides of the shell. Don't bother me. And then either. it's discolored, but it still tastes the same. More to love. <laughs> <laughs> I know my clips. Oh, my God. <laughs> you beat Billy! Sh- you beat shitter. <laughs> Don't get up. No, I will. Are Don't you kidding up. me? What's up, Billy? How you been? Billy Corbin, how are you, buddy? The man. Great, thank you. How are you? I, I was just telling Carl, I've we have never met. It was always on the phone. Absolutely true. It was always on the phone, but I always felt like I knew you, man. Carl, however, I have met. Yes. We were eating. Oh, wait, spoiler alert. I should have. We were ruizing so hard. So hard. I like that. So hard. Yeah, but uh, we've always talked on the phone about documentaries over the years. And uh, I was just telling people the other day, I think I'm a huge documentary fan. I always like documentaries, but I think I'm a huge documentary fan because of you and Netflix. I think Cocaine Cowboys put me over the oh, edge the, as far I'm as loving you. documentaries. When I when I my my friends from Miami called me when it came out, hardcore Miami guys, they're like, "Oh yeah, Papo, did you see that Cocaine Cowboys?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, like fucking beautiful, bro." <laughs> you, you know Al Pacino? That was, <laughs> I that was a very good uh, <laughs> Tony Montana impersonation. That was family films for you and your yeah, boys, yeah. right? I, like, look at Uncle Poppy on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's true that uh, we were actually. I think Cocaine Cowboys was one of the first documentaries on the Netflix streaming service because yeah. we we were a big hit on the the old red o- red envelope or whatever they called right. it you know when right. when they were actually sending out DVD you when remember it, DVDs yeah. there was a discs yeah yeah my mom nobody knows them at the supermarket <laughs> <laughs> so you remember the the uh, early business model on Netflix you had a mail away for the uh, absolutely and I remember thinking to myself stupid me I'm thinking. Oh, this is never going to last. What a what a stupid business strategy this is. Yeah, and you can pick them. But then they figured out that... <laughs> all right. Sharp as a bowling ball. Here. Stop <laughs> AOL, they're going to go far. Right. But, MySpace, I put all my money in MySpace. <laughs> but, but you had the cable networks taking off. You had the computer taking off. And they're still like, well, if you want to see you know, some good documentaries, you got to mail away for them. And I'm like, man, this... This Netflix is never going to last. It's never going to work. Let me go plug in my modem. And then they figured it out, and now there's no one bigger than Netflix at this point as far as, uh, you know, content. And they're great in terms of getting the word out in terms of uh, what would have otherwise been, like, sort of specialized or even marginalized content is now some of the most popular shit out there. And, and like, documentaries, for example, or, you know, someone keeps saying, you know, documentaries, are they having a renaissance? I'm like, no, documentaries are always a thing. Right. It's just I think they're more popular. Uh, now and I think there's great work being done. Now. I, I was I, I was thinking about you last night. I was watching the documentary Prohibition with Ed Burns, right? Yeah, and it's great. Was it Ken Burns. Ken, uh, uh, was that Ken Burns documentary? Is there Ed? Bur- I think it was Ed Burns. No, Ken Burns. Ken, Ken Burns. Burns. One thing with some documentaries is you start getting into them and they're exciting, but then they fall flat for a little while. And that's one thing with Cocaine Cowboys. It has the pace, and 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 your new one. They have the pace of a movie. Well, you know, they they never fall flat. Where sometimes you're like. Oh, we just nerded out. I'm out. Well, you know the, I mean? but you the, tell a story in a very concise way. It's the rhythm yeah. of Billy the Corbin's rhythm. documentaries. They're almost like hip hop videos. Yeah, They're exactly. like there's just so much happening. Before we get started, though, can I? I, I got you it. Haven't started? No. Well, I mean, or... I mean, we're gonna jump. I'm just stretching. We're stretching. <laughs> I, I don't think I could talk to you without uh, going to your Twitter. I know we're gonna talk about screwball and all that. <laughs> but one of the things I love about Billy Corbin, he has one of the best Twitter the games be- out my there. Fa- my one favorite. of the best Twitter my... games, and I'll tell Thank you why. You. Because he finds the crazy ass stories mostly out of Florida. He also goes after politicians, which I love. I love it. He talks documentaries. He he knows his sports. But uh, the latest one on your Twitter, and I'm like, I. 
I, I just happen to be talking to this guy tomorrow. I got to bring it up. So you got a guy. He's uh, a West Boyton son, 40. <laughs> uh, attacks mom, 73. This is on your Twitter. After she refuses to dress his mannequin. You're, you're talking to him tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Did you just say you're talking to that guy I'm tomorrow? I'm talking to you. Yeah. You and can, you post these crazy-ass yeah. Florida stories. I think he's in jail right now, but I could get the mannequin booked on the show for you. <laughs> he's not in jail. Tim if you'd Sabian, like. Tim Savian's on the fourth floor here. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is in the water in Florida that you get one of these, like... Flocka, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, <laughs> but but you read the whole story, right? And and didn't just post a headline. Yeah, no, I, I read the whole story. That's the thing about it, and, and it, it reminds me a bit of Screwball. It's like the more you know, the less sense it makes. Yeah, right. you know, like you thought, like okay, well, that headline is obviously magnificently absurd. So let right. me read the story so I can make some sense of this. Yes, <laughs> and nothing happens. You're like, let me. Oh, I'm getting the facts now. Right. What the fuck is going on here? Right. That's one of the. And I have a. I have a. I believe it's a. A skill, a unique set of skills, right. if you will. And I believe that I can tell from the headlines whether or not it's going to be a Florida story or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I can tell. And, and if it's not Florida, it's usually Texas right. or Alabama. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be in that order almost. Uh, yeah. You know these preposterous stories that you just, right. you know, you, you most people default to Florida, but I can always tell. I'm like, ah, there's something about like I can just I know I can tell if a story is a Florida story or not. Yeah, I I didn't realize how crazy Florida was until I started following you on Twitter. But this story goes so there's a guy that likes dressing mannequins, or he likes to get his mom to dress mannequins. He's 40, I think. His mom is 73, right? Years old, and uh, he. Attacked her. Yeah, he struck her several times right. with a wooden stool. Yeah, and then shoved dumplings in her mouth. <laughs> yes, which is what, what a waste. Did. I mean, dumplings are delicious. <laughs> Why? Yeah, Why? I'm sure she enjoyed that part of it. It was the stool part of it. She right. was not. These are the vegetable ones. And I have to be the guy. Why? Why the dumplings? I think he made his point before the dumplings. I know. Yeah, well, the the, the dumplings were they had made for dinner, um, <laughs> and so, the, so I, I, I feel fact. like it was an attack of convenience. Yeah. You know, like when you're an addict of convenience, you don't discriminate. You'll right. do whatever's, there's booze, there's pills, there's blow, whatever it is. Stop staring at me, Billy. Yeah, That's I think, weird. <laughs> I think it's, you must have had a powdered donut for breakfast. I see it in your in your beard. Um, so, but, Dry heat. That's the nose. That's them. Dry heat. <laughs> Oh boy. I mean, what up, Miami? <laughs> uh, but, you know, so the dumplings were in arm's reach, and, and, he, and he felt in, that yeah. that would be the, the method of attack. I feel like, you know, he should be, uh, he should be arrested for delicious assault and battery <laughs> is really what he should be arrested but for. But they don't explain, like, the whole mannequin thing. And, and, and did the mom, like... Dressed oh, yeah. a mannequin in the in the past, and finally had and said, "I'm not dressing your stupid mannequin anymore." Yeah. No, and the article itself, and I've read several articles about this yeah. about this subject. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a great interest in it after I read the first story. I'm like, I need to learn more about this. Let me let me Google this, and so it turns out it turns out uh, that um, the article. It, it makes as much mention of the mannequin as the headline does. Yeah. Like, it just sort of, oh, and by the way. Yeah. And some versions of the story, it like it's just a matter of fact, sort of a throwaway at the end. They totally bury the lead. They're right. like, oh, the, the fight began. Yeah. 
yeah. over. Incidentally, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. fight began when, when oh, it, during an argument yeah. because the mother would not dress his, his mannequin. Don't you want to know where he's getting the mannequins from, oh, where, how he dresses them? Yeah. Uh, is he having sex with the mannequins? Are they more I, like real dolls? I, liked, I, I started to write fan fiction about okay. about this, <laughs> this story and I had this thing where like he is like fantasizing that he is uh, Andrew McCarthy and the mannequin is going to come to life as Kim sure. Cattrall very good and we can okay. build this dream yeah. so I like I, I had this whole thing in my head he's got the, and then he's gonna like and then he was gonna maybe he sort of thinks he's Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. And then he's going to do this whole thing where he like kills the mother and pretend she's alive. Right. Like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he's just going through the whole filmography. <laughs> yeah, he's like course. this deranged <laughs> lunatic who's just going through and then he's going to like put a voodoo curse on her that when they play Calypso music his mother is reanimated yeah. like Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> <laughs> Which is which is like me today, but with Red Bull instead of a Calypso voodoo curse. Because like I'm literally like m- my body is just they dead. They didn't really need to make that second. Movie I was in there, Billy. One, one thing I love about you, Billy, is, is you criticize Miami, but you love Miami, and yes. that's a, and that's a fine line because I mean <laughs> Miami sometimes is hard to love. You know, you know it's it, it like the politics, like. What's that with Beckham and everything buying that stadium to watch games and that soccer shit? It's crazy. That corruption is nuts. Wait, there. what's going on with the stadium oh, and the soccer dude, and, the, not, and the, the Beckham? It's just a land grab and it's ridiculous. And you stand and everybody's sitting there like, how is Miami just keep getting suckered into these stupid? We don't get suckered. No, everyone's in on it. That's, yeah, everyone, that's yeah, the beauty of Miami. Yeah. No one's being tricked. Everyone, Billy embraces what his city's <laughs> all about. Embrace the corruption. No, you you have to embrace nah, it. I would assume. Yeah, you see, uh, you'll see one of my my most recent tweets uh, today is about uh, the mayor of Miami. I saw, and uh, so I wanted to know. Well, first of all, last year he bought a one point four seven five million dollar house. Right. But nobody knows how. Right. Cuban collusion. Nobody knows how. <laughs> and the, his, all of his financial disclosures indicate he could not afford the down payment. Um, there's no indication that his income level would be able to sustain the mortgage payments, let alone also, like, right. yeah. you know, feed a family and, and, and exist. Uh, then it was just discovered. First of all, I, I, I've been... Quite critical of him. Is this the Fisher through, Island thing? This is the Fisher Island Holy thing. Holy shit. So what we discovered was is that – so he's an attorney who has kept his client list a secret despite the fact that he is the recently elected mayor of the city of Miami. And the Miami Herald broke this story. Uh, they had proof, evidence that – in fact, a, a document from his law firm that said that he was hired by the residents of Fisher Island to be a lobbyist for them – in the county of my the county government of Miami Dade, not lobbying the city per se, which is he is the mayor of. But he, here's the thing: Fisher Island is this you call oh it is this luxury. The, the Bushes used to have a vacation home there. It is all the Cubans I, are like that's where the white people are. It is, that's where they're all held up. It is an <laughs> island. It is an island right off of Miami Beach. You have Beautiful. to take a ferry yeah. to get there, which is the, for us in Florida, that's pretty fancy. You guys right. are used to that sort of shit down here. Yeah. But like that's fancy up there and it it is the richest zip code in America. Yeah. So get this. It turns out that the mayor of Miami secretly a paid I'm sorry, the mayor of one of the poorest cities in America, Miami, okay, is a secretly paid lobbyist for the richest zip code in America wow. to lobby the county 
where his father is a commissioner. <laughs> and nobody knew about this. Wow. And and he's like and, and his first response is, no, no, no. They hired me as an attorney. I wasn't a lobbyist. Yeah. And they they didn't just hire me, they hired my whole team. Right. So let's refer to the document, which yeah. says this is for the exclusive services of Francis Suarez. Not a team, not any, not the firm, not any, just, him. just him. And this is right after he was elected mayor. Oh my God, they retained what a him. Mess. And then he goes, but I wasn't a lobbyist. They weren't hiring me. I'd never, because he never registered as a lobbyist. Yeah. So he's like, I couldn't have lobbied. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't register as a lobbyist. Let's refer to the document, please. <laughs> I'm not an assassin. I never the, said I was the, an assassin. The document, the document from his law firm is. The top of the page, the header is subject, <laughs> Miami-Dade <laughs> lobbying. <laughs> it's like, it's don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining, <laughs> yeah, of dude. Course. It's like, what are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes, yeah. you know? It's just, but it's, it, you know, so it's... I mean, Eagles Miami, fan, nice. Miami's America's Casablanca. Well, you know? uh, now that That's everyone true. knows what's going on with the mayor <laughs> and Fisher Island, yeah. guess what? Nothing will change. That's no, that's the beauty change. of politics. Nothing will change. The we, Chicago uh, the Chicago prosecutors just called said not guilty. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and I wish I wish more people would come on board and realize it's all bullshit. Yeah. What you know, you can have your team all you want, but it's all bullshit. You're, you're, and we're all being played by these right. guys. Why Here's the, you, you have uh, this you from have top to bottom, and that's what's yeah. happening with the soccer team. So I was watching the mayor of Miami. Yeah. Sitting next to Jorge Mas, right. multi. Billionaire, yeah. His partner David Beckham. Yeah. You may have name, heard of. His last name means more in Spanish. You may have heard. Of, always fits the story. Yeah. Yeah. You may have always. heard of David Beckham. Yeah. Sure. Kicks a ball for a living. He's, sure. a, he's married a to a Spice chick. Girl. Yeah. Sure. So, um, very wealthy as it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, kicking a ball very lucrative. Yeah. There you go. And uh, not being a teacher, not so lucrative, but not kicking a ball good. very lucrative. Yes. Supply and demand. So he, uh, there's the mayor sitting next to Jorge Mas. And they're supposed to be negotiating. Supposed to be negotiating, meaning it's an adversarial situation. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, one side wants what's best for, for, for their side, which you'd think in the case of Miami would be, uh, the Miami mayor would be the people of Miami and the taxpayers. Right. Because what Jorge Moss and David Beckham want is a no-bid, below-market-value, 99-year lease on the largest public park in the city of Miami. The largest, in fact, piece of property the city of Miami owns. Single parcel. Okay? And the mayor just wants to give it to him. And you quickly realized, when I say quickly, I mean the first 12 seconds, right. that the mayor, the city manager, the city attorney, they're all advocating for this deal. Yeah. Which begs the question, who's on the other side of the table of representing course, the people of Miami. You're literally watching a Miami Herald editorial interview with Jorge Moss sitting directly next to the mayor on one side of the table yeah. and the, the journalists and editors on the other side of the table questioning him. And I, 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 you see Jorge Moss talking and, ta and lying and lying, by the way. And then you have the mayor of Miami waiting for his turn and, and furiously scribbling notes on a legal pad next to him. And I captioned the picture, um, uh, uh, Jorge Moss and his attorney make their case for, but here, no, but this was, a, this was a year ago. This was a year ago. What's fucked up about it now is maybe he is being paid by Jorge Moss as a secret client. So what we've discovered now is you cannot trust a single word the mayor says yeah. because we now know that he's got this secret client list right. of, of, of rich people that with clear conflicts of interest with 
obviously the people of Miami-Dade, and we would never know about it. So in my opinion, you just have to assume that everything he's saying is bullshit of course. and on behalf of, of moneyed interests. Yeah, they, oh, absolutely. They're all, it's they're all corrupt. Out. It's going to come out that Mass, you know, helped his campaign yeah. or something. Or paid. No, we, were, we actually already know that he was uh, that he was donating to uh, his campaign for strong mayor. There are certain things that we know publicly, but what if he's a law, uh, a client, yeah. of, a legal client of his? Tell him whatever say, you want. I say no Moss. <laughs> I say don't bend over for Beckham. That's what I say. Hey, ah. I like that. Comedy fan. Uh, but but the point here is, you know, this stuff happens in every city in America, and for the most part, they just simply get away with it. Most of these people are corrupt. Now, some of them go to prison in uh, Chicago. Every, every once in a while, you get one. But <laughs> every once one. in a while. No, just to say, look, see, we're doing something. All right. We all know that game. But uh, it leads to my question about Miami, which I learned from you and uh, Cocaine Cowboys. Uh, Miami is such a unique city. Built on, they don't have any industry. I've learned that from you over the years. They, they, the whole city's built on the fact that uh, cocaine was incredibly lucrative, and everyone was looking the other way in the eighties, right? Uh, what what is it about Miami? It's it's such a different type of city. Well, we have industry. It just but it's all about selling the dream, right? Really, you know, there's it's not sort of an indigenous industry. It's like it's tourism. It's yeah. it, that's what we sell. We sell come to town, drop some cash, and 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 when you're broke, move on to the next right. yeah. town. It's real estate hustle. Um, a lot of which is is money laundering. Right, Those right. new condos in downtown and Brickell, um, all the Trump buildings and Sunny Isles, all Russian. Uh, in fact, you have uh, that's where my mom lives. You'd have yeah. <laughs> what you, up, you, you have you have. You, there's this whole trade uh, in. It's called Sunny Isles with Little Moscow. That's what it's called. Like we have Little Havana, right. Little Haiti, Little Moscow. <laughs> what happens is they come to Sunny Isles, and there's this whole operation where um, pregnant Russian women and and their husbands pay or the baby daddies pay. Like fifty, sixty, seven, eighty thousand dollars, and they bring them over to Sunny Isles. Right. They get a condo in a Trump building, right. and they have their babies yeah. here in America, who are now, of course, yeah. Americans. Yeah. This is the type of immigration, and what what do they call it? "Quote anchor babies." End quote. Right. Yeah. You don't really hear a lot of complaining from the president about that. I guess if if Mexicans would just buy Trump Tower, uh, you know, uh, uh, condos, we wouldn't have to wouldn't have to hear so much about it. Yeah. But that's what's happening in in Miami. It's happening. In Doral, Doralzuela, as they call it. Doralzuela. <laughs> it is the Venezuelan uh, part of uh, town with one of the nation's highest grossing Walmarts and Hooters uh, yeah. locations, I'll have you know. Little little, little Venezuela, the girls are so hot, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're just, just the side obvious. <laughs> we, but but we, we just sell sunshine is yeah. what we do. But there's know? a lot of characters in Miami. That's what I'm getting at, which oh, leads yeah. to your latest documentary. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of people. It seems like they are hiding from something else, from uh, from where they uh, uh, originally yeah. came from. Absolutely, no. I, the great thing about it, Miami is is that it's so close to the United States. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and there's and and listen, like I said earlier, it's a it's America's Casablanca. Right. So it, it seems that everybody there, you know, it, it kind of fled there from from someplace else, right. usually leaving some kind of criminality in their wake or from right. elsewhere in the country or in the world. And and I mean, listen, if you run long enough and far enough, eventually you reach Florida. the southernmost point. You right. know, and there's something also I I think when you look at the map, you look at the geography of the country, we just kind of tip. United States over a little bit. Everything kind of just kind of drains into into Florida eventually. It just kind <laughs> right. of all just pours pours over there into the Panhandle. Um, but like, it's always been like that. I think it's you know it's a, a newer state. It's always been about lies that came true. 
I mean, real estate, we were selling swampland before there was anything there. Right. And um, that lie came true. We actually did manage eventually to drain the swamp and be able to build these homes on property that was we knew was uninhabitable, but we sold it to people uh, anyway. I mean, I, I grew up in a, in a city called North Miami Beach, sure. which I think is the only city in America with the word beach in its name that has no fucking beach. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was named that way for a reason. That's all you need to know about Miami. Yeah. Like, well, there's a fucking lake with a crocodile in it, but I don't think I don't think that's a beach. Name it, name it uh, North Miami Beach. They'll buy it. That's like when I was in Sunny Isles, and uh, my mom goes, you know, I want to go to this this uh, Cuban, my favorite Cuban restaurant. They have uh, borschetta soup. I'm like, Mom, what the hell's borschetta soup? She's like, it's delicious. I said, Mom, Cuban borschetta. I'm a Cuban chef. That doesn't exist. She goes, trust me, it's Cuban. So we go. I'm like, all right, ma. She's all. She's either drunk or she's just crazy from doing Zumba all morning right, by the pool. So I'm like, all right. So so we go to this Cuban restaurant. Half of the menu, it's borscht. It's they made Russian food. There's so many Russians yeah. that my mother's eating cabbage soup. She's like, I never saw this in Cuba, but it's delicious. Oh it's, wow! It's, it's it's called yeah, Little Moscow. Little right. Moscow. Yeah. And and the restaurants like I walk into this Cuban restaurant and they have you know Russia people don't realize, is the number one consumer of mayonnaise in the world. They eat mayonnaise with everything. It's the craziest fact ever. Really? Russia. That's a fun fact, yeah. bro. So you go there, and that's, the Russian fun. mayonnaise is on the table. The Russian mayonnaise they have there. And my mom's like, that mayonnaise is delicious. I put it on my sandwich, my croquetta sandwich. I'm like, mom, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> there are pickles? Pla- pickles at the fucking Cuban restaurant? There yeah. are places you walk in in there, it looks like a scene from Taken. <laughs> you know, you just like, you really do. And you can just picture like Liam Neeson, you know, uh, sitting at the table at the restaurant, eyeing the room, then suddenly grabbing the fucking mayonnaise bottle and <laughs> smashing it up against the side of some goon's head, you know? It's just, it's a fascinating uh, phenomenon. Um, and, and a very... Trumpian phenomenon yeah. too, you know. It's 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 yeah. kind of remarkable, but it's it's also a because Florida kind yeah. of thing, you know. But the the saying that I'm quite fond of, I'm sure you've heard, I'm sure I said it on on your show before. Yes. Uh, but the older I get, the truer it seems to 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 be uh, that L.A. is where you go when you want to be somebody. New York is where you go when you are somebody, and Miami is where you go when you want to be somebody else. Oh. It's just always and been a sunny place for shady people. And, and that leads to your new documentary, Screwball, right there. Good Perfect. segue. No, Dan. it really does. You should, because You should do this for a living. <laughs> when, when your internship is over, you should definitely you get a gig here. I'm hoping to go somewhere. Uh, but uh, when I first met you and really got into your work with uh, the Broke series on 30 for 30, the, uh, the Cocaine Cowboys, the You... Dogfight, which I loved. I loved so. that one as well. Yeah, you, you were. Ve- I, w- I want to say you were very influential. Uh, I think in the success of and uh, the popularity of that that documentary. I think it, it really it, it it was such an underdog kind of movie, no pun intended. That like it needed champions, you know, right. and it needed people telling other people that it was there, that it existed, that I, it was cool and worth watching. And I really I really appreciate. That. I don't understand that, Billy. Now now we got to talk about that for a second because uh, being someone that loves documentaries, that genre. When I saw like just some clips or the or the trailer for Dogfight, I'm like, oh my god, this is the next one I'm watching. Right. Yeah, a bunch of uh, people in the ghetto beating the shit out of each other in the backyard, and yeah. then you got the three old ladies that were hilarious. I'm like, uh, you got uh, it's. It was a no brainer. Just tell people in your everyday life, you got to see this. Yeah. 
I mean, it felt like a no-brainer for me when we were making it, you know, and I became very kind of attached to the people that we were documenting, and it took a great many years to make, and then even more years to, to get released and, and distributed, and it was incredibly frustrating. I think we probably talked about this, you know, years ago at the time, that, like, we started to show, I thought it was some of our best work. I was very enthusiastic about it, and I thought it was a story about uh, people that needed to be told, you yeah. know, marginalized people, uh, you know, underserved communities and parts of Miami that people don't know about because it's 23 miles southwest of South Beach. And when pe- you say Miami to people, you know, people think yeah. of like 10 blocks yeah. from on Ocean Drive from 5th Street to 15th Street. That's, that's what it. people picture. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, when you watch... Uh, a Miami Dolphins game or a Miami Hurricanes game, it's at Joe Robbie Stadium or what's now Hard Rock Stadium, and they go from the field to the blimp shot, and they crossfade to Ocean Drive. Which yeah. is, can't be farther away. 18 fucking miles away. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, like, it doesn't make any sense. I like, I don't even do understand that. it. I like, it's in the parking lot, people are roasting hamsters yeah, and shit. It's, and it's, a picture. It, well, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Miami Gardens, <laughs> Carroll City. You know, right. it's, 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 it's in a, it, which is one of the, one of the poorest and, 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 and depending on what, year it is among the most dangerous cities in in, sure. in Florida and yet here we are in this beautiful South Beach it's so it's so surreal so you know and I think it's Miami-Dade County is a huge county yeah okay let me put it to you this way uh, when you uh, you got a lot of boroughs here all right you got five boroughs yeah. when you get pulled over by a cop what's the police department that pulls you over NYPD full stop right NYPD in Miami-Dade County, oh boy, here we there go. are 34 municipalities. Wow. Okay? So that's 34 mayors, nearly yeah. 34 different police departments. When I drive to work every day, let's, let's assume it's a traffic-free day or I'm going in later in, in, in the morning, I can get there in like 25 minutes-ish, sometimes less. Depending on the route I take, okay, I can be pulled over by any one of six different police departments. I mean, why? That's right? What's the point of that? And and it's it's like you know, it's like Game of Thrones in paradise with slightly fewer dragons is what <laughs> is what it's like. It, and and everybody has their fiefdom. This is the fucked up thing about it. Is the theory was, okay, Miami Dade County is so big um, to to govern and to police and to service that what we need to and not to mention your money. As you know, homeowners, as you know, landowners, yeah. your property tax is going to like this great big mammoth uh, county. It's like what we need to do is we need to localize government, right? We need to localize government. The theory is government will be more responsive, more transparent, more accountable because these are our, our neighbors, our friends and neighbors. You can reach out and touch City Hall. You don't have to schlep all the way to downtown Miami where County Hall is. But that was the theory of it. And the reality of it was it created 34 more opportunities for them to steal from us. And that's what happened. Some of the cities in Miami-Dade County are simply racketeering organizations. <laughs> they are no 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 I, I will tell you Opalaka oh, Opalaka Okay first of all Opalaka You can buy a baby there. Opalaka Hialeah right at the flea market so, actually so, so Opalaka County no lie there's yeah. a place called Tia Cole. They make Cuban ice cream sandwiches. Yes. Right next to it there's a Santeria shop, right? You can rent legit walk in if there's a sign in Spanish you could rent roosters and goats for religious <laughs> ceremonies. Rent them. You could rent them because in white magic you don't kill the goats. Oh, you just pray to the goats. So oh, I, don't, like, I don't. I don't practice the white magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm just sitting there, and there's a sign, goats available. Today we have three goats left. Oh, those poor yeah. goats. <laughs> <laughs> so, Opalaka. Okay, Opalaka has an area known as the triangle. Yeah. Because it's literally shaped, the, the, the roads are shaped as a triangle. The only way I can really describe it uh, is like that neighborhood in training day. Yeah. Remember that cul-de-sac kind of neighborhood? It's that like, that just felt like, yeah. This sort of dangerous place that a cop <laughs> well, sort of lords like, why did they over. Release the, why yeah. did they release the doves? So, so, so I, will t- <laughs> I will tell you, I will tell you that for a while, the triangle in Opalaka, this very small area, I don't know, it's like probably a mile, uh, was per capita the most dangerous place in the world. Right. Outside of Iraq at the time. <laughs> right. At that time. Um, uh, from drug activity, gang activity, the corruption of the government and the police department. Uh, in <laughs> The FBI raided City Hall several years ago. <laughs> raided City Hall, coming out with file box on top of file box. They raided City Hall, wound up arresting the top lobbyist, a bunch of cops, a bunch of commissioners. The mayor should have been next, but they got her son, the mayor's son. Wow. It was this crazy scheme. They were using this the city. They missed as me a by racket. one box. <laughs> <laughs> They're using the city as a racketeering organization to shake down their most vulnerable re- residents. It was literally people in the water department, okay, who were extorting poor women for sex to get their water turned back on. Oh and as my it turns God, out, that is so hot. As it turns out, a- <laughs> Dude, that's the worst porn movie you've ever seen. Okay, but but they but they were and sex, mo- sex on tap. And most of these services, they were they were they were like uh, they were paying the county for anyway. So it's a bullshit. The whole thing's a bullshit operation. There's this park right there between Opalak and Hialeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just on the Hialeah side from the Opalak battleground. It's I mean. well, it's called Amelia Earhart Park, and they call it that because women go in there and no one ever sees them again. That's why it's actually, a, it's actually a real park. That's not why it's called Amelia Earhart. Really she took off from there. Actually, he he I it. didn't say anything because my face was in shock. Yeah. That was awesome. Hialeah, bro. Hialeah, bro. Hialeah, bro. Super nice out today, bro. Well, bro. <laughs> it's super, bro. Super, bro. For truth, bro. For serious, bro. Sell me that Caprice Classic, bro. Bro, I, bro, bro. I speak. I speak fluent, fluent West Kendall, bro. West I do. Kendall, bro. Pero like, pero like, like, bro. You gonna, we gonna get the salmon? We oh, eat some yeah. salmon, bro. What's the best is when I'm down there, you can get that 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 uh, Hialeah accent. Yeah. So when you meet a girl, you see she's hot, but the minute she's like, "Oh my God, it's super nice out," I'm like, "Oh, we're going to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Applebee's. I'm no, not Flanagan's. Taking, I'm not taking to SLS. Yeah. Oh, you're not, or a nice place like Flanagan's. Yeah. Well, too nice. I mean, she, I don't know. She, she better be hot. You make bro, that like, call instantly yeah. on the accent. No, in, that's, in, yeah, that's bro, in, uh, in in Miami, uh, bro is like punctuation. Yeah. Right. So if you say a sentence, you got to end it in a period. Right. So. Yeah. Like yeah, like I I saw you see I saw that movie, bro. And then if you're gonna ask a question, you know how there's an upside down question mark that you gotta say it. You go, bro, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah, you have to say it on both or an exclamation. <laughs> bro, watch out, bro! You gotta do the upside down exclamation point and the regular exclamation point with yeah. bro on either side. That's, and you'll, that's drive, how we do. And you'll drive oh. down the street in that area, man, in Hialeah, yeah. and you'll see a straight Bentley in in front of a house with gates. Like a little, a little pink house with two roosters in the front, no yard, and a and a and a four foot fence right. surrounding a Bentley. Wow! And, and, like it's for real and with state of the art cameras. So so they've had uh, so they've had a, a shout out several, to Junito. What's up, baby? <laughs> they've, had, they've had several several indicted 
mayors in the city, the great city right. uh, of Hialeah, uh, city of progress, they call it. Um, <laughs> it's also, I think it's, it is the city in the country with the highest percentage of Spanish speaking homes. Like Spanish yeah. is the, for, in over 90% of homes, Spanish is the primary language yeah. uh, being spoken in Hialeah. They also have like, it's baffling. They're the only city that's not on kind of like, no, I'm sorry. They're one of the few cities, not the only, that are, there's not on like the grid system that we have there with numbers that make sense no. and avenues and streets, right? They have like, it, like so this is, pero like it's Northwest 103rd Street, right. West 49th Street, and like and like Officer Such and Such Memorial Drive. I got, I'm like everything. It's baffling. Like everything. I, I say, I. It's like the U2 song where the streets have three names. It's like it's so fucking confusing. So killing it. So you've got so you've got so Raul Martinez 100 years ago. He helped write the the city charter for Hialeah. He gets arrested on corruption charges. Um, Shocking. That was a shocker. He's convicted, and he's appealing his conviction. (laughs) While on appeal, he runs and gets reelected for mayor again. And listen, what do they say? In a democracy, people get the government they deserve. So he gets reelected again, then acquitted, and it's overturned. It was this huge scandal. So then they they elect this other guy, this mayor, who gets uh, arrested and indicted because he is a loan shark. He is in what they call the shadow banking world, which is where he, he does lo- private loans right. to people and charges like a 36% VIH. And, Cuba, we, and Cuba, yes. Cubans call it algarrote. That's the name for it. Yep. Algarrote. Yep. When you, algarrote means loaning with a gun in your hand. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so uh, he gets arrested for it. They, they, Shout out to Julio. Good job, baby. They, <laughs> they, they call on the I'll new... be on the next flight. <laughs> so the, the, the current... He was the former mayor. The current mayor, it turns out, the Miami Herald does a story, he is also a shadow banking loan shark. Alleged. Alleged. Okay. alleged. No. So the, He's he, my cousin's friend. So he, he... You know, he is, for a fact. So he, <laughs> de, he denies it and denounces the Herald on Spanish radio. Like, uh, uh, and, you know, fake news, fake news. Okay? Spanish radio, and, by the way, is... A hundred percent fake news. It's insane. They say whatever they want. It's crazy shit. <laughs> crazy shit. And, and then it's not regulated. The, right. Like, like no one, no, none of the regulators know what the fuck they're talking about because they're not even speaking Spanish. They're speaking like old street Cuban, like dirty, yeah. street. And then Spanish. they'll go tell the English media something totally different. Yeah. Now to this guy's wow. now to now yeah. to this guy's credit, he called a press conference with the English and Spanish press right. and denounced the Herald's reporting as total lies and bullshit. Okay. In, in both English and Spanish to the press, okay? Right. He told the same, to his credit, he told the same story to both, right? And then he gets called to testify and <laughs> subpoenaed in the old mayor's shadow banking trial. So now he's under oath in a federal trial and they ask him about his shadow banking activities and he goes, oh, see, yeah, I did that shit. Yeah, <laughs> to- admits, has to, because he doesn't want to perjure yeah, yeah, himself, yeah. totally admits to everything. Right. Okay, about it. So the Herald feels like it's like a year later. They're like, we're vindicated, obviously. This guy went. We got so, him. so somebody files a complaint with the Miami Dade Ethics Commission. Right. Because he went and had this press conference where he lied. Yeah. They nail him. They said he absolutely violated ethics. He has to he has to pay a fine. But he <laughs> no, but he has to he has to pay two fines because he lied in English no. and in Spanish. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Bro. And then and then and then and then this piece of shit, your your friend's cousin or whatever. Okay, everybody's a friend's cousin and everybody's got a cousin in Miami. Didn't Jimmy Buffett sing that song? All right. Pero like pero like this 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 como mierda, okay? This guy okay, who got totally lied, total total garbage person goes to pay his 
thousand dollar whatever three thousand dollar font because it was double remember because right. yeah, english yeah. and you know english y espanol <laughs> um he goes to pay it with buckets of pennies <laughs> delivers buckets of perfect pennies. <laughs> like just you go, bro. listen people get you know you, go, bro. you know there's there's you a line we, we, we have a, a play right now playing in miami beach uh at the colony theater uh, called confessions of a cocaine cowboy yes and there's a line in it um where because a lot of it is about this sort of interscene uh hispanic racism right. and uh, you know about the tribalism right particularly in hispanic communities in uh in miami or wherever there are you know different nationalities because that's the thing in 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 the you know, cubans when you grow up in miami i'll say you know the difference right <laughs> there's not everybody you know, like in, in middle america they just like oh cubans are just miami mexicans you know like that's how they, you know, that's how they <laughs> feel about it you know, miami just, you're either hispanic or latin or not but like there's i mean in miami there's really no such thing as Hispanic people. I'm sorry. It's not that there's no such thing as that. They don't want to be identified as Hispanic. They want to be identified by, rightfully so, their nation of origin. There's a lot of pride, a lot of, you know, nationalism. Uh, and so, like, you, I would say, if you're going to get into a road rage incident in Miami, see which flag's hot, hanging yeah. from the rear view mirror right, first, right. okay? And we self-segregate. You know, we have, I mean, even, even in North Beach, you drive through, there's block by block. There's, like, a Venezuelan flag, an yeah. Argentinian flag, a Brazilian flag. Like, they kind of rep each block. Those and then, Brazilian of course, girls are yeah. fucking hot. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. Um, God, I want to go to Miami right now. But they, let's go. Let's go. I'm going tonight. I want to cheat on everybody right now. Let's go. But they, so safe to say, just put this country, they are hot. Right? We had this Colombian. Oh, beautiful women. Beautiful women, by the way. So so we have uh, Jorge Riviallo, the hitman from Cocaine Cowboys. He's the main character in this play, Confessions of a Cocaine Cowboy. And he's arguing, like, the whole play with this Cuban cop. And at one point, they're just needling each other. Uh, And it's, 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 sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's dark. Um, And at some point he says, uh, uh, the Colombian says to the Cuban cop, he says, uh, Miami is proof that Cubans wouldn't know what to do with democracy if they had it. Wow! <laughs> exactly. Nice. We don't understand it. So we don't. You've never met a strong man you don't like. No, yeah. I mean it's, it's it's unbelievable. And you know, it, it's you're joking about it, but the Cuban culture pivots towards dictatorship, unquestionably. You know, just in your DNA, it dictates to all right. That's the strong guy. Mm-hmm. He'll keep us safe. Strict father. Yeah. Yeah. Strong, yeah it's yeah. just it's literally in our. And I think that's one of the. the it's so you want great. to escape that, but you also feel the comfort of that. The, the only reason that the Cubans and no and Cubans don't like to talk about this, but the only reason that we left Cuba is because we weren't able to hustle anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They took your money. And, they took our and money. And we, but but before Cuba, before Fidel. You know, under Batista and before that, Cuba, it, you can't understand how scammy it was. <laughs> I mean, the, it, it took the mob years to even figure out what the fuck was going on down there. Wow. You'd build a hotel and there'd be 12 Cubans living in a room. You're like, where the fuck did you keep going? <laughs> how do we get this? It's, it's kind of like, like that. Welcome to Cuba, bro. <laughs> it's like it's like that in Miami now, too. Yeah, exactly. Bro. Like, like, I, like yeah. I was in Hialeah, right? So I like to hang out in Hialeah, number one, because you can eat for a dollar. Like homemade yeah. food for a dime. It, it's literally. That's probably some of the best uh, stuff you'll ever. And, and eat what's too, happening? Right? What's happening there is there's Generally a good. there's a beautiful yeah. fusion. And uh, if you ever want to see what the prominent culture is anywhere, you go to the these little open window bodega slash restaurants, right, where you just sit outside and get a coffee, and you're watching them morph from Cuban traditional food into Guatemalan and Honduras, you know, Honduran food, and it's creating this beautiful uh, fusion. 
of Latin food that's unspoken anywhere. But in Hialeah, you're starting to get this amazing mix between Caribbean and, and Haitian, and, and it's, it's just Honestly, the, the culinary culture in Miami it's, is probably the best and oh, you like least flavor. toxic culture yeah. <laughs> that we have in Miami. Yeah, sure, to tell sure. You the truth. So what I was saying is, yeah, is you, you start to see this, you start to see this transition, like, <laughs> but it's still inherently crazy. Like, we're, we're, I was crossing the street, and they had, a, like, a police guy on a motorcycle. And the guy gets a big guy, blonde hair, you know, big fucking cop. And this hot girl's crossing the street. And all of a sudden, like, in Spanish, she's like, Coño, tu ta buena! I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? He's hitting on the fucking girl straight up in Spanish. Beautiful. Doesn't, no one speaks English there. Right, right. I've never heard, have you ever heard a cop talk to anyone in English in Hialeah? Oh, hell no. Only when the feds come. Right. <laughs> you, see, you see, you're in Hialeah. Oh, no. I'm eating ice cream in Hialeah. I see a bike. I'm like, five oh, five oh, five oh. Oh, no, oh, no. No, especially, especially when the feds come. No hablo ingles, no hablo oh, ingles. Everybody turns into first day immigrants. Of course. <laughs> of course. Quien, yo? Yo yeah. no sé nada. So, so Billy. Me llamo Steven. <laughs> Do, ¿Dónde está, dónde está Julio? I don't know. Julio no. muerto. No, no. Mi, sí. ¿Dónde está Steven? Yeah. Esteban, no, 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 Steven. So, Billy just went off on a, a, an amazing tangent. I don't know what that has to do with dogfight, but I love the hell out of it. I guess what you're trying to say is you you, you uh, show other parts of Miami instead of the yeah. you know instead of romanticizing it like uh, sure yeah that uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> let's I go know. back to the dumpling mannequin guy <laughs> it was amazing you know though. the only thing that can make that dumpling mannequin guy story yeah. more Florida is if they were like gator dumplings that he shoved <laughs> in his mom's mouth because she wouldn't dress his uh, mannequin all right now that you went back there now I'm gonna do this and we gotta get the screwball because it's a great documentary I want to make you. sure people go and check it out but uh, so you do these stories on your Twitter and it's like only in Florida what, what's the tag line again because, uh, because florida because, because florida. florida that's right i should know that yeah. what right, just what was the other day it was uh, why did the naked florida woman cross the road yeah because, because florida, florida. <laughs> video some ladies crossing i-95 yeah. right. naked right for some reason I don't know. Please, well, the great about Florida is no one asks for the backstory. Right. Like, well, she crossed the street, like, oh, glad well, she made it. Because there usually <laughs> isn't. And, well, that and goes back to the mannequin story because, because like, the, people just said, yeah, because yeah. Florida. They didn't need yeah. to know and, anything right. about the and, mannequin. And Screwball is a perfect example of right. they're, uh, they're, it often doesn't make any sense. Right. People's motivations are inexplicable. Yeah. The, the decisions they make are bizarre and, yeah. and arguably against their own self-interest. Like, there's some of these stories... Don't make sense, you because they don't make sense. Right, yes. and Florida so, has and Florida has zero like the public for the most part in Florida in South Florida has zero appetite for for explanations. They're like, oh, there was an alligator in the school. All right, well, oh, did they but, get it? And, and nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I love that about yeah. the place yeah. that they don't need the backstory. But Are nothing's you, particularly surprised. That's the thing. I, I yeah, say, yeah, you yeah. know, Fl Florida, Florida rarely uh, shocks me, but regularly disappoints me. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you sell the Because Florida T-shirts? No, I, I probably oh, should. Right? Oh, with you. I should. It's a full, it's a whole sentence. It's a whole maybe explanation. It's a way of life. Uh, so <laughs> maybe you don't need money because that's that's a no brainer. But they should have never gave so, Billy money. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just shoes off that couch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so the other thing about you that leads to screwball, you know, when I uh, you know heard about you and your documentaries and you're obsessed with Florida and and uh, I love it. I, I remember asking you on the radio like, why don't you do other documentaries from other places other cities and and whatnot i don't ask that question anymore because there's still plenty of material <laughs> in yeah. florida i finally yeah. get that on, on twitter uh, i'm limited to 240 characters right in florida there's unlimited <laughs> yeah. characters you don't need to go anywhere <laughs> else awesome. yet there's still too much going on there that you still want to make uh, documentaries about and leads to screwball which is 
just such a great documentary on the whole steroid scandal and biogenesis and uh, Tony Bosch and uh, it, it, the movie, the documentary plays like 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 a Three Stooges movie, right? <laughs> In a way, a, well, Little Rascals, I think, Little Rascals more, yeah. slash Our Three Stooges. It's just it's just that mind boggling uh, on yeah. that on and that level. There's there's a great line in it because because here's the thing about the biogenesis steroid scandal. Anybody who knows what that means immediately thinks a Rod. You go to right. Alex Rodriguez. He was certainly the highest. Uh, profile player that was involved in that scandal, and uh, he actually is the one that kept it alive for a while because he's the only player that that ultimately appealed his suspension. And why not? He got the longest suspension in the history of the game, so I guess he figured, what the hell do I have to lose? Right. Uh, so, but the truth of the matter is, is that the story is not about Alex Rodriguez. No. Don't tell him that. Right. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want to hear about anything that's not about him. So, um, yeah, so. Uh, he he he's so vain. He probably thinks this podcast is about him. Um, so he well, Jennifer, Steinman. come in here. Listen to this. <laughs> so, so yeah, you you know me with my contemporary pop culture references, like with Carly it. Simon. You know. Um, so we uh, uh, when you really get, dig down into it, what it's ultimately about uh, is that the the career of the highest paid baseball player of all time was effectively ended. Over a four thousand dollar debt between a cocaine addicted fake doctor and his fake tan addicted steroid patient, because Florida, <laughs> and it's this only it's a zany like yeah. Elmore Leonard, uh, uh, Carl Hyacin, Coen Brothers esque Florida fuckery tale. Right. Yeah. It is it is freebasing Florida fuckery. Right. It is just 100% pure Florida fire. What, what I love about Screwball is it shows it shows why people act like because I'm in Florida and Miami a lot, right? And yeah, we only see each other in New York. We only see each other in New York. Is that weird? <laughs> you see, he, he, he knows to steer clear from me. I'm like, I'm at the deuce. He's like, that was three days ago, bro. I'm like, is this my mom? Yeah. No, this he's is like, Billy, dude. He's like, he, he, I'm like, you're still at the deuce. You don't have hepatitis A through Z yet? You're still waiting on the, the last few? I'm like, Billy, come see me. Through. He's like, did you just throw up? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you're going to love this. I'm sorry. I have to tell you this. Speaking of throwing up at the deuce, um, everybody has that story in Miami. The deuce is, of course, the oldest bo- now because Tobacco Road Tobacco. The Rose oldest bar on Miami Dade now, and and so um, the, last night we had a sneak preview of Screwball yeah. at the Cinema Village in, in, in New York, and I'm, we, I do a Q and A afterwards. Lights come up. This dude, like halfway back in the house, is wearing a Max Deuce shirt <laughs> that's in awesome. New York. I'm like, dude, is that a dude? I was like, that's nuts. I Mac thought Deuce. that was. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it's like because it's a place. You, I mean, listen, you know, you know, it's a place you have to go. When you're Deuce is one of the. It's it's literally the most democratic place in Miami because it's so old school, and they don't give a fuck. Right. So, so yeah. we were there the other day, and this guy lights up a cigar, huh. right? Huh. And you're not really supposed to smoke a cigar. You can smoke cigarettes, but not a cigar. Pipe sometimes. So everyone's like, yo, shut that shit off, bro. It's nine in the morning. Like, fucking go outside with that fucking thing. <laughs> right. Nine, it's nine in the morning. You're, you're the deuce. Yeah, I've been was there for hours. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Carl's thinking like, well, it's 10 a.m. somewhere. Let's no, well, have I, a drink. I, I, have, I have a food event at 11. I mean, where, how else am I going to get something to drink? Good point. <laughs> Good point. I should be like, today we're going to make empanadas. <laughs> it's the deuce brunch. Bro, 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 bro. we're making empanadas, bro. Super nice. <laughs> it's super. Super, super nice. Bro. So I'm sitting there, and the, the bartender goes, hey, Food Network. <laughs> he looks at me. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, is that a good cigar? I'm like, nope. 
Shut that fucking cigar off. <laughs> wow. That was great. it. And that was it. Yeah. They'll was throw it. you out. They don't give a shit. It's awesome. Yeah, and, it's right. also, and the bartenders don't give a fuck. Right. This guy shows up with his wife with the camera around his neck. With the like the little cargo pants, the guy, you know, two good people from Montreal that are down in Florida, not bothering anybody. They walk in. The guy goes, yeah. "Hey, gay nights tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> these I think the guy sent it with his with his wife. These poor folks. They just wanted to see what the deuce was all about. They a, yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> very good. For fuck's sakes, the deuce. <laughs> a little Canadian now. So, uh, <laughs> that's funny. how did this come about that you were able to get Tony Bosch onto this uh, project? He this called doc- us. He called you guys. He called, listen, I, as my producing partner, Alfred Spellman, says, uh, in Florida, when you get released from prison, your first call is to your mother, your second call is to us at Rack and Tour. Wow. Uh, and so uh, it's funny because it's true. Uh, and uh, this guy actually, this was the reverse, though. He called us on his way to prison, <laughs> actually. Wow. And um, he, he, he had reached out and said he was interested in uh, doing a documentary. And wanted to talk to us about it. Did you it. reach out to him uh, initially? Or? Who? Us? Yeah. Never. So Tony just cold yeah. calls no, you guys. Th- listen, when a, when a story breaks or we hear about something, we add it to our database of Florida fuckery. We have a, a Google spreadsheet shared in the office that we, <laughs> of stories that we, that we just add yeah. things to. Now, when the Biogenesis story broke, I mean, that was 2013. Very fresh wound. You know, we, you often you have to wait for, if you're not doing a verite doc, like Dogfight, you're following people around. Yeah. If you want to do a historical documentary about shit that, that happened in the past, you've got to wait for it to ripen. Right. And what I mean by that is if it's a fresh wound, you don't necessarily have people who are ready to talk on camera they're about it. They're scared. Right, they're not, they're not willing to be, they're scared to be candid about it. They, they, yeah. they feel like, you know, and so not to mention it helps to have some hindsight, you know, and, and to be able to, 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 to assess, you know, look back on a, on a situation and um, especially a situation like this where people were scared and, and you know, what do they say, uh, you know, uh, uh, comedy is tragedy plus time. Right. That's right. kind of how we, this worked here. Um, but we thought it was too fresh. We added it to our list and didn't think about it uh, at the beginning of 2013. Then in November of 2013, I get a call from a guy who I know from University of Miami, like kind of like alumni circles, uh, and he is a publicist for one Alex Rodriguez. And he says, we are in the midst of the arbitration in New York, and uh, we're going to have a break, and Alex is coming back home to Miami, and he has an office in Coral Gables, which is this very affluent uh, uh, municipality adjacent to the city of Miami, which is actually the home of the University of Miami. It's yeah. not in the city of Miami. It's in the city of Coral Gables and uh, home of Alex Rodriguez Field, of course. And so um, he says, Alex Rodriguez would like to meet with you and your producing partner, Alfred, to discuss the possibility of doing a tell-all documentary. Wow. That's what I said. Yeah. And I was like, You didn't buy it, though. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm in. I'm like, yeah. let's let's meet. Did you believe it though? Believe what? A Rod? No. That, okay. <laughs> I've been listen. I'm, I make God. documentaries for We're a New living. Yorkers. People, we know this. A-Rod I'm used guy. to people lying to me. <laughs> okay, I'm good. you know I'm making documentaries for a living. You know, so uh, so uh, we I, we take the meeting though. So I think it's going to be. Like in his office, like we're gonna. This is like a secret meeting, right, yeah. with A Rod in the midst of this very high profile battle of legacies with Bud Sealing and Major League Baseball. And so they say, uh, "No, no, we're not gonna go to the office. Meet us for lunch uh, on a weekday, high noon at Hillstone Restaurant, which is, if there is a power lunch spot in Carl Gables, this is the power lunch spot in Carl Gables on the most prominent corner of the city." Miracle Mile and Ponce de Leon Boulevard. The place to be seen. It is the place to this be seen. This is where seen. Kim Kardashian The only place without bongo seen. drums is decor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
and it's it is <laughs> it's actually true. Incorrogables. Incorrogables. That's like our Beverly yeah. Hills. It's like it's like it's like a city like like there would not be a Coral Gables if there wasn't Medicare fraud. I'll just put it to you that way. Is what Coral every Gables time I'm in there. It's so expensive. Like the Cuban sandwiches are nine dollars there. Yeah. <laughs> Hialeah, they're a dollar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or but you pay in pennies in Hialeah. Uh, but good call back there. Thank you, you, you for could, sending you me up. You could use that. Cuban money, I think, still yeah. in Hialeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a wheelbarrow of it, in fact. <laughs> you'd have to to pay for a Cuban sandwich. But Hillstone like, restaurant. Hillstone wow. and so you, you here's the thing, the, the windows, you know, outside, floor to ceiling. Like no curtains, open kitchen, so everybody from the street to the dishwashers can see everything, everything. happening in this dining room. It every seat is taken. There's a mob around the host stand, uh, four deep at the bar, and we are escorted down the middle aisle. Now here's the thing: the proximity to UM is important because if you've seen, I mean, you've seen the Thirty for Thirties like on ESPN. Yeah. They really fetishize the directors on ES of the yes, Thirty for Thirties, like directed by, directed right. by, and then they put us on camera yeah. to do little interview bumpers, you know, at, at every hour and so uh, during the the films. And so, um, if there's any place that I'm going to be recognized in the world, it's in Coral Gables, right by the University of Miami, <laughs> by some, you know, that's and, like me at a hot dog stand. They're like, oh, it's a Cuban ruining, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so we get escorted down this middle aisle. And we get to the middle, the, the back wall has the booths. Right. The middle booth holding court is Alex Rodriguez, publicist and friends. And you know, we had to step up on the platform onto this stage. And I, 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 we got in, introductions all around. I, my back is to the crowd. Alex is facing the crowd. Of course. I can feel every eye in this place on me. I'm like the back of my neck. You right. could feel it, wow. you know? And so... Um, you were being used. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I'm, I... I'm jumping ahead so here. My, so my icebreaker yeah, go ahead. is, who's going to call page six? There you you or us. Oh, okay. Only the publicist laughed. Right. It's kind of a publicist joke. Right. <laughs> so I... Uh, and sure as shit, two weeks later, week week later, yeah. it was in... It was in page six. So what was the motivation was, yeah. uh, from their side? It was part of the Alex's PR offensive against Major League Baseball at the time. They were just kind of throwing whatever they could up against the wall. He sat there for an hour, hour and a half and just lied to us. I never knew Tony Bosch. I never had took any performance enhancing drugs. I didn't know anything about, so, you know. So know. his angle's like, uh, look at what I'm doing, Major League Baseball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell all here. Oh, yeah. And that, and that was supposed to make them a little nervous. Oh, because he was fighting for his legacy at this point. His an- his angle was kitchen sink. I mean, they were just doing anything yeah. and everything they Whatever could they to could. discourage this process. Um, I mean, he spent millions of dollars. Baseball spent that much more. Right. Okay, and they were just locked in this. You know, Bud Selig was the uh, steroid commissioner. Right. I mean, he, in my opinion, knowingly exploited and profited from the steroid era of baseball. Thank you! I mean, so, this and is then, what drives me nuts about the steroids in baseball. Everyone knew. So when the writers don't vote someone into the Hall of Fame, I'm like, you're full of shit. You knew what was going on, and all the players know. around knew what these guys, everybody these, knew. These little twigs turned into the fucking right. Lou Ferrigno, uh, like, overnight, and everybody knew. They were that, smacking balls to Guantanamo, uh, these Tom baseball I, monsters. I say, I say this, you let them all in because you all fucking knew, and you Dude. didn't do anything about Sammy time. Sosa was and, 13 feet tall. And they, <laughs> right. And, and let me tell you something. The strike in 1994, I think, right? 
That's what brought uh, everyone back to watch a baseball. We yeah. were done. People forget we were done America's with America's pastime was dead. And then yeah. Mark McGuire and uh, uh, Sammy Sosa turned into two monsters, and they're hitting. They're going for like seventy home runs. It brought everyone back. And then to, to turn your back on those guys that saved your sport and say you can't be in the Hall of Fame. Go Dude. fuck yourselves. Yeah. Everyone knew, including Bud Sealy. I'm sorry. Can we just talk about the cesspool that is the Baseball Hall of Fame anyway? Oh. These guys are not the worst defenders that, right. they, <laughs> that they have. Right. You've got guys who literally wouldn't take the field with black players, yeah. including the commissioner, the segregationist commissioner yeah. who enforced that policy right. for decades. Right. Like it's They're garbage people in right. the Hall of Fame. Right. These are not the worst. God knows Alex Rodriguez or even Sammy Sosa and Mark Rewire are not the worst defenders, particularly when everybody knew what was happening and everybody benefited right. from what was happening. And so that's the bottom line is that with this biogenesis story broke in 2013, here's my theory. Major League Baseball like almost everything else in America, especially our politics, has turned into the WWE. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Vince McMahon, right. Bud Selig, on his, literally on the eve of his retirement in 2013, this scandal breaks. He goes to his second-in-command, Rob Manfred, and he says, dude, we need to look like we're doing something like seriously about this. So he, what bigger scalp could you take down on the way out your door to prove that once and for all that you cracked down and did right. something about steroids in Major League Baseball than taking down one of the greatest of all time? Yeah, yeah. You know, but but unlikable at the same time. It, it, incredibly, <laughs> miraculously. And they took advantage of that. Well, yeah. they thought it'd be an easy yeah. takedown because when... No one liked him. When, right. when, Absolutely. When he was still playing, when he was su- supposed to be suspended, they were headhunting A-Rod and everyone was loving it because right. a lot yeah. of people outside New York certainly did not like A-Rod. So no. they nail him. They yeah. suspend him for an entire season. Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, "Fuck that!" He puts on his baseball uniform, <laughs> goes right back, and goes back, goes right <laughs> on the field. <laughs> he did. Yes, God bless balls. him. God the bless balls. him. He's like, "Oh yeah, fine, but I, 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 I I'm fighting him. this, and I'm playing tonight." Yeah. yeah. And, and then and who and was it that headhunting headhunted him? It's it's in the movie. Dempster. Who was it? Ryan Dempster. Ryan Dempster. That's funny. Yeah, uh, A. Rod got uh, got to bat, and and they uh, they went headhunting. Oh, yeah. It was a couple. It was a couple guys that were, yeah, they, they were aiming. They were gunning anyway, for sorry. him. Sorry, no, no, they were gunning for him. Yeah, by, yeah. by that point. But it goes to yeah. your point. Uh, Bud Selig's like, look, most people don't like this guy anyway. I could I could save. He's uh, the this. villain. He he yeah. he's the heel. Yeah, it's the WWE. Yeah, dude. Sorry. Correct. Okay. No, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's the heel. He nails him. He ret- he rides off into the sunset. His second in command, uh, Rob Manfred, who oversaw this whole ridiculous arguably illegal investigation into this scandal in Miami. Of course, he ascends to the throne. He's now he's now the Vince McMahon of Major League Baseball. Yeah, and everybody knows what's what are the some of the best storylines in wrestling. It's when the heel becomes the hero. Right. And so what does he do? He brings back A-Rod and Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose himself, right. to be commentators. And they were sensational. They were great. They were great. Now, of course... Pete Rose has is banned from baseball again, yeah. his second lifetime ban from baseball. <laughs> but Alex Alex is still there and he's outstanding in that in that job. He yeah. really genuinely is. And somehow we live listen, we live in in the upside down place anyway now. Right. You know, where white is black and black is white and yeah. left is right and right is left and up is down and down is up. And we love A-Rod and we hate Jeter. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. When did that happen? It was know. the exact opposite when they were playing the game. Right. Of course. Biracial angel. So the, <laughs> so the biogenesis thing. Biracial angel. I, I, I don't want to give away the movie, but there's a couple things I do want to say. Screwball, you use kids to reenact all, all, all the players in, in your movie, which I thought was brilliant. That's and, they, awesome. and they were very funny. Uh, Thank uh, you. And they, they, they know how to act. I thought that was a great angle, by the way. 
But you got to talk about Tony, uh, Tony Bosch a little bit. I don't, I don't think that gives away the Florida movie. man. Florida man, <laughs> but his history and how he got his degree in Belize yeah. and his father was a doctor. Can you go into that a little bit? Was he Fascinating. Married? He was married to Marie? <laughs> <laughs> Marie's father? <laughs> Fucking ass. This guy, he didn't want to put in the work. Everyone else in his family were doctors, right. and, and he wanted to take the shortcut. He wanted to party, and he, he liked his cocaine. He's in Miami and stuff. So When his family moved from Cuba, his parents were doctors there yeah. uh, before the revolution. And they moved to New York at first. He was a Mets fan uh, growing up. And in fact, when he started his, in the, um, well, shall we say, the medicine business or the medical <laughs> business in Miami, he had a, a corporate softball team called the, the Meds. And it had the Mets logo, but it was the Meds. <laughs> you actually see the jersey. There's a quick shot of the jersey in, in the documentary, Meds. Uh, and so I, I want a Meds jersey. I really do. Uh, but he, so... Uh, then they moved down to Miami when he was very young. He wound up uh, at Columbus. You oh. know, one of the, you know, there's only a handful of high schools that sort of the Cuban community gravitates. Columbus is awesome, towards. bro. Yeah, <laughs> Dale. So Dale. they, um, so <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't actually know what that means, but that means, uh, we say that it. actually means Dale means yeah. to fucker. Is that is that what that means? Yeah. I didn't. I Dale, know. Dale, hit it, hit it. Oh my god! I didn't know that. Now I got to stop saying that. It's inappropriate. <laughs> not, <laughs> not in how you leave. It's true. You go to the cop, darling. It's like Dale. Yeah, you do. Dale. Yeah. yeah, we go to you go to the health food restaurant in Hialeah. You order Kale. That's what they. Uh, kale salad, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. Kale salad. Kale. It's kale. I'm like, no, no. We pronounce it kale. That's how we my, pronounce my, it. My my mother the first time. My brother tried to like take her to a fancy restaurant in Coral Gables, and they had kale there. And my mom was like. We eat that now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mom. She's yeah. like, seriously? Borscht. We eat borscht. Oh, no, my God. My, it's unbelievable the Cubans, they don't eat any fucking greens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's gone bad. Why? Well, it's turned green, for well, the, Christ's the, sake. What people don't realize is in Cuba, we, we sacrificed all the land for either sugar or tobacco. So that if you were growing salad, they would rip it out of the fucking ground and put sugar cane in Or, or, as, or as, Cu <laughs> as Cubans call it, all the food groups. Yeah. Sugar and tobacco. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They say in Cuba, if a lobster were to walk down the street, no one would know what the fuck it was. No <laughs> kidding. It's a culture. That, yeah, there's three people that fish. Imagine how... Just no one fishes in Cuba. The, the, look about this. Just give, just give me an idea of how backwards Cubans are in Cuba. They try to act like they come from high society. Yeah. It's the Alabama of the Caribbean, right? God. You have all the, 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 the water streams that run around Cuba have every fish on the planet. We only eat red snapper because it's the easiest one to catch. It literally jumps on the boat, right? <laughs> and our, 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 the, the most famous Cuban soup from that we consider they consider seafood is turtle. <laughs> turtle. So I'm not you, you lying. Know, you know, because they're the slowest ones to catch. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they fish? Is there a backstory to that? Lazy. No. <laughs> it takes all day. It takes all fucking day. What else you got to do? It's down hot there? too. It's really hot. It's hot. It's really yeah. hot. All right. So yeah. <laughs> so Tony Bosch. Yeah. Yeah. So I he, love this guy. By the way, I've, I I fell in love with him watching a, the documentary. I want to hang with this guy. He's cool. Pretty quintessential Miami character too. Right. You'll come down. We'll we'll, we'll go to Deuce. We'll yeah, go we'll go to the thing. deuce. Yeah, he you're, seems you're, like he's really cool, man. Yeah, you're gonna smell like an astro ashtray's asshole when right. you know, at, the, at the deuce. But they don't allow cigar smoking in there. Cheap cigar, <laughs> cheap cigar, cheap cigar smoking. Right? Only in Miami. I love it. So he, his, his, to his parents, both mother and father, are real doctors. In Miami, you have to say that. Yeah. Pero real, real doctors. Real doctors. Yeah, real, yeah right. with an I, office and a car. Every, <laughs> every time they get busted, like every time in Hialeah or like Little Havana, they're like you know like breaking news, fake doctor yeah. found in Hialeah, fake doctor found in Little Havana or South Miami. I'm always like, that's not news. 
news would be real doctor found in Hialeah. You know that would be people, news. Do you know how many people die in Hialeah from fucking fake plastic surgeons? You have yeah. no, It's yeah. unbelievable. Well, you're you're, you're like, yo, what happened to that girl? Uh, silicone butt. She, she just died of a heart attack. Well, speaking of uh, fake doctors, you told a story about your mom where she was like sort of doing some stuff. My mother was a felon. See, what happened? Not really, <laughs> my mom was a felon. No, no. But what happened is my brother, my brother, cardiothoracic surgeon, real doctor, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And and he kept giving my mom samples of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mom, listen, if you have this, just take these. You know, because all the you know the, the reps would give them, and she'd give my my mom samples. My brother gets there. Me and my brother get there. She's running a full blown clinic in Sunny Isles. Like people would come, like my knee hurts. Take six of these. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like mom, his eyes are bleeding. <laughs> mom, you killed him with the samples. <laughs> with the samples, my brother comes and goes. Hey, ma, I went to Harvard. I'm about to lose my license. Give me all the fucking samples. What's wrong with you? That so, was so. My brother was, was that's kind Miami. of running a clinic. It's Miami. Yeah, yeah. she's doing uh, uh, Brazilian boot, bootleg Brazilian butt uh, uh, lifts, implants, uh, and, and fix a flat. And yeah. uh, my brother, my brother, my brother would literally land in Miami. Get we'd get to my mother's condo, and there would be people in the living room. My mother would set up visitations to see my brother. My brother's just here to see my mother. Like, hey, Ma, what's up? And there's six fucking Cubans with their x-rays and everything from their doctor to get my brother's second opinion. The best one is this guy comes in. He had something in his lung or something. So my brother, literally, I'm standing there. He puts the x-ray up to the thing. He goes, six months if that. You're out of here, man. <laughs> my, brother, my brother has the bedside manner of a shotgun. Cardiothoracic <laughs> right. surgeon, Harvard trained. Like, he's like, six months. So the guy goes, never die. Which means really, it's funny. He goes, Yes, de verdad. <laughs> You're out. That's it. Let's go sleep out, everybody. And gives him the x-ray back. So I look at my brother and goes, oh, man, that was fun. <laughs> I go, I go, George, is it really six months? ago? goes, ah, a year. <laughs> but, but, but he didn't even break a sweat. Didn't even, didn't even break yeah. a sweat. So, and, that, and that really, after that happened, the visit, the visitation kind of cleared out a little bit. People didn't like it. But anyway, uh, Tony Bosch is in that world with the fake doctors. Right. And, <laughs> and his, uh, his dad's cousin. They have a very famous last name down there, Bosch. Uh, no relation to the basketball player, right. <laughs> Chris Bosch, but they have a C in their name. And so Chris, uh, Chris Bosch, Tony Bosch, uh, his father, uh, Pedro Bosch, his cousin is Orlando Bosch. We're play- it's like Jewish geography without the Jews right, that right. we do in Miami. You know? right. In the Cuban community, it's not six degrees of separation. It's like uno y dos degrees. Like everybody knows each other, yeah. especially if you grew up in Miami in the 80s. There's like Pedro Gomez says it in the movie. It's a very yeah. tight-knit. It's a small town. It really is. Yeah. And so uh, Orlando Bosch is one of the most famous and notorious uh, anti-Castro Cuban exile terrorists right. in Miami. Uh, his most famous incident was in the late 1970s. He, he stood on the MacArthur Causeway, which uh, bridges uh, the gap uh, the, between the bay, between the city of Miami and Miami Beach. And it's right where the port of Miami is. And he put a bazooka <laughs> on his shoulder and fired a fucking missile across government cut, what we call it, against uh, at a Polish freighter because <laughs> comunista, comunista. Yeah. And... Fortunately, it didn't arm, like it didn't, you know, like the missile didn't arm, so it just, boom, hit the side of the, <laughs> hit the, side of the hull of the boat and just rolled down the fucking hull into the, into the water, and, but it could Viva la revolucion! Oh, that sucks, bro. Libertad! Libertad! Oh, cheap, bro. Boom. <laughs> oh, that didn't work, bro. That's a dud, bro. That's what happens when you buy a bazooka in Hialeah. <laughs> 
rented it. He rented it. Rented it with a goat. He had a goat. He rented the bazooka. It's for a religious ceremony. He was on the fucking causeway with a bazooka on his shoulder and a goat on a leash. Going to a church. Vamos, Enrique. Let's run. What the fuck? Shut up, goat. Cállate la boca. Shut up, bro, goat. Cállate la boca. We are a piece of God. I'm going to get tarred and feathered and tossed into the bay nah, when I get You know what? Cubans home. get it, man. We get it. I, honestly, I don't know that I always get that Cuban sense of humor. Uh, you watch Cuban television, a lot of blackface. There's a guy dressed as a bumblebee. Oh, wait, he's Mexican. Oh, guy, Cubans, right? Cubans have <laughs> no racial boundaries. Yeah. They say, I mean, everything. You know, like, like in Cuba... If, if we don't understand math, we call it Chinese math. <laughs> because when the Chinese say, right. So, like, we, anything that Cubans don't understand, they put the word Chinese in front of it, right? Oh. Or if you're, like, a smart guy, they go, oh, yeah, Chino, hey, China. Because when the <laughs> Chinese came to Cuba to build the railroads, they knew how to add and shit, and they did everything. For example, the Cuban roasting box. Cajachina. Cajachina. Because oh, the, when the Chinese came yeah. to Cuba, they were roasting animal ducks right. and all that shit in this box. And the Cubans looked at it and goes, that's a Chinese box. By the way. They uh, couldn't even figure out the Caja, science on it. Cajachina, also the name of uh, my favorite Asian massage parlor in Hialeah. What oh, up, what up? <laughs> Robert Kraft in the house. <laughs> that, that leads to A-Rod, too. Robert I heard he's Kraft. got a hammer. Who? On the, they, Kraft? On the video, yeah. <laughs> Good for Kraft. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Listen, Patriots, right. they're all about draining balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I'm sorry, was that low-hanging fruit? Oh, oh, Robert Kraft. He's like 963 years old. I'm guessing Bro, that fruit is really low Did you see really the reports? Like, when, when I was listening to Robert Kraft come in, and, like, they like one day he came in a white Bentley. One day he came in a blue Bentley. How many fucking Bentleys does he have? Red, white, and blue, baby. <laughs> Murica. <laughs> it's gonna, he, MAGA, bro. MAGA, bro. We're going to make A-Rod great again. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> fucking A-Rod. Right, they're, they're telling me you only have 10 minutes, and I want to... Uh, yes. so, Minutos, diez minutos. Yeah, so uh, hurry up, bro. <laughs> so Tony uh, Bosch does become uh, a full-fledged doctor. Sure, he does. He goes. He, goes, he decides that. Well, he, he wants does to, technically, technically. He wants yes. to follow in his parents' footsteps. Yeah. And, go, and and go into medicine. Yeah, uh, I use medicine in air quotes and uh, medicine. And uh, he decides to go to a medical school uh, that one of the interview subjects refers to as the Belize School of the Medical and Performing Arts uh, <laughs> down in Belize uh, because it was the only English-speaking yeah. uh, South. American country that he could he could go to and get into the medical school, uh, which I think required uh, a deposit. I think that's that's what that's what that's what they required to get. That was the prerequisite to get into uh, cash. You have cash? Yes. Welcome. Bienvenidos. So um, he goes to medical school, so to speak, and comes back to Miami and opens an anti aging clinic, which is a movement that exploded in the early zeros uh, in Florida, which is appropriate when you consider the legend of, of Florida is that uh, the Spanish explorer Ponce de Leon discovered the state while on the search for the mythical fountain of youth. Right. And so we have uh, the, this anti-aging clinic movement that opens, which is a total gray market, right. total gray area. Um, and it's which is a lot of the economy in Miami is, right. is a gray market economy. Right. And so what they do is, is that uh, you have an entrepreneur like a Tony, a medical entrepreneur like Tony Bosch, who opens up a clinic, quote unquote, just kind of throws a sign out front that says clinic. <laughs> and um, he, they, they will get a, a real doctor um, because there's a lot of doctors that retire 
to Florida who have a prescription pad, who have a DEA number. And so I, I knew a doctor, an older doctor, who his fax machine at work used to, they used to fax request, like anti-aging clinics would just randomly fax doctors saying, would you like to make some extra money on the side, become the medical director of our facility? Wow. They would just, they would kind of spam the fax machi- machines of legit doctors yeah, yeah. and looking for, you know, just kind of fishing. For, for prey. And so they, they would they would make them the, quote, medical doctor, um, so the medical director of the clinic, right. which basically just meant they were renting their prescription pad. Right. And you had people who were not li- uh, licensed physicians or really qualified necessarily wow. to writing prescriptions. That's every day. To, every Fucking day. brilliant. But when I'm in Miami, I go to, I go to, I get IVs, right? Like every, every morning I wake up and I go straight to the IV clinic to get an IV because I've been drinking a lot. All right. Stuff. Yeah. And you have things. the B12. They, yeah. yeah. And, so you go there and you sit in the lobby and they give it's you. It's the only way it gets water. They give, <laughs> they give, they give me. A, no, I fell in the ocean once. <laughs> so they, so they, they, they get, bring out an iPad with a, with a doctor on the iPad, Cuban lady. And she's like, hey, bro, uh, do you have any like pre existing conditions? I'm like, I'm a rabbit. I'm all fucked up. They're like, perfect. <laughs> He's good. And then they put the IV on me and I'm there for an hour. Yeah, and I come out yeah, detoxify. Yeah, yeah it's it's and great. it's a, it's a yeah. doctor just looks at me on the screen for two seconds. They, they used stuff. to have I don't know if they still have they used to have a mobile one. Yeah, like, but a, I like a go, hangover mobile. I go there because they have the massage chairs and the air conditioner is super cold, so I take a little. Oh, nap. beautiful! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how to do Miami, dude? I do. I'm a, I am Miami. No, Carl, town. Carl's all about Miami. <laughs> I avoid it. He, he invites me down every year. And I'm like, ah, I'm busy. You should go. That place scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's a Boca guy. He's a Boca. Oh, guy. Totally. oh relax. Totally. He's a Boca. Relax. Yeah. Lovey, lovey. Back, uh, back nine. Yeah, he's the. Yeah, yeah, look at my barrels. Yeah, I'm a Boca guy. You know, that's how they look at the. They, there's some oh, really? Undercover rich in so, Boca. So, <laughs> but I didn't know that scam was going on where they're using doctors' script pads. Oh, hell and yeah. And then it, then it led to uh, they were using a dead doctor's script pad. Oh, yeah. He was using a dead doctor's script pad. That's not even news and in then, Florida, bro. And then he's. He, the. the Supply cannot meet the demand, so he finds a Brazilian dude in West Kendall who's cooking up testosterone and HGH in his garage, and he starts buying the black market shit uh, to sell to uh, his clients. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a great Miami hustle, really a quintessential Miami but, hustle. But this is the question. Major League Baseball players decide this is the guy we got to go to. Word of mouth, man. I yeah. mean, word of mouth. That's the thing. He wasn't doing traditional outdoor advertising, for example. Sure. You have a, a billboard or a TV ad. It was word of mouth. And I got to tell you, he was getting results. He had clients who were true believers. You would come to him with, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to gain muscle mass, whatever you want. He could put you on what he called a protocol. And he could make it happen. And then for the for the baseball players, he had a, a formula he called microdosing, right. and which is not an unpopular concept uh, amongst particularly professional athletes who occasionally get drug tests uh, sprung on them. A newer concept too, by the way, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. He um, he. It's very simple. It's take this substance in this quantity at this time. Very specific. And in the event that you are uh, you know, and it's within certain proximities of a game or a fight or an event or whatever it may be, um, and you won't piss dirty is the claim. Right. Um, and and a gaggle of his clients did piss dirty. Either he claims that they uh, didn't follow his instructions to the T, or they were on some other shit. They had another guy, you know, that they were going to, which is perfectly conceivable. You know, the last major. Uh, baseball steroid scandal was the Balco scandal in the Bay right. Area. So it was kind of a, you know, West Coast, East Coast, you know, kind of bounces back and forth. Yeah. But listen, there's definitely, people ask me all the time, 
who's the new Tony Bosch? Like, not necessarily wow. baseball, but in Miami, who's the, like, who's the new Tony Bosch? I was like, very easy to find out. Drive around South Miami, Hialeah, Little Havana. Find a nondescript strip mall, let's say, or right. kind of like little office park. We don't have that many of those, but right. something like that. You'll see a very vague sign like clinic. Right. The window will be tinted or mirrored. Right. Okay. With very little signage other than that. And parked out front, you'll see a bunch of cop cars from different departments around South Florida. That's the new Tony Bosch. That's how you nice. find them. No kidding. Yeah, Tony Bosch, you remember, had 100 cop clients. Yeah. Yeah, he had a, a cop special or something like that. Right? Police cops, special. Cops, uh, police Florida, special. Cops, cops in Florida love yeah. juicing, but, man. But, oh, my God. They're, they are monsters. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And they don't enforce any any legitimate kind of testing policy or, or discipline. Oh, no. it's Florida. What could go wrong? Cops could, on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, do you believe they're still doing it in Major League Baseball? No, there's no more drugs in oh, baseball. Yeah. That's, I mean, no more that's, drugs in Miami either. Yeah. We cleaned up everything. Well, good. because I mean, we since the start of baseball, <laughs> since the start of baseball, the players were always trying to Dude, listen, find an edge. You've got, yeah, I mean, Adderall is they're big. on Adderall, yeah, and they get waivers, I think, for, for for Adderall. But you have like, compared to the general population, a disproportionate number of baseball players apparently have ADHD. <laughs> right, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, but that really begs the question: what? ADHD as you're looking at a baseball coming at you 100 miles an Dude, hour. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are you in you that could, sport if you have how, how ADHD? Could, how could you play that sport for four hours a game with ADHD? <laughs> yeah, it's even okay. Better. Watching baseball gives me ADHD, dude. Okay. Good baseball, or as I call it, Screensaver, yeah. uh, baseball. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. My, my producing partner is a degenerate baseball fan. He has that like MLB.com package yeah. that like on his desk during the season. It's just a revol- like never. He's got his iPad up, you know, propped up with a baseball game on it. I go, I'm like. Is that MLB package cheaper than Ambien? Like, like how do you and and like less sleep eating or something or what? You know what I'm talking about, sleep eating, Carl. You know, so and, and, and they're and they're so cocky because Major League Baseball refuses. To they make wake these, up eventually. They, they refuse to make these games uh, uh, shorter. The games are getting longer in this day and age when uh, our attention span is whatever's on our phone well, at that very moment. Yeah, these I, Marvel movies are like three hours, four uh, hours yeah, long. Whatever. Baseball's so, on its way out. It's too expensive. Well, I don't know long. about that. It, it, you, every year you say that, and, and they're setting attendance records, and I don't know. Could I don't, be worse. Could be soccer. So, oh, gosh. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, You're the only Cuban I know that doesn't like soccer. I don't like soccer. I don't like soccer. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the fans. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. There's only like three guys that are really good, and everybody else kind of just follows them from one side of the field. It's not a real sport if the clock goes up, is in my opinion. (laughs) I mean, like that's the whole point of like drama and tension is a race against time. Even even baseball has a clock. It's the three outs, and the goal of one side is to prolong it. The goal of the other side is to end it. You know, if if they could go to commercial and they don't stop the clock, yeah, it's not a sport. Nobody knows the rules. The refs make them up as they go along based on who puts what money in which pocket I imagine I and then it's like and then to boot it's a game it's 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 a game of wide shots not close ups right. that's how it's not true it's a game of wide shots not close even football is a game of inches yeah. football is the greatest sport ever love it's football. chess with gladiators right. I mean I yeah. love yeah. and now and you know we're one CBA away from like Roger Goodell like they open a cage and a tiger comes the fuck out <laughs> in the football thing. and then he gives the old thumbs up or thumbs down whether or not they're gonna eat the wide receiver or whatever you know but like it's so fun football's so fun you know you'll risk your brain for it it's fine so yeah. um but, but they were smart yeah. in the first place. but like soccer <laughs> soccer it's like it's like a bunch of a bunch of little ants running around in a big grass field and then and then one it. of them gets the ball right and so they cut to him and then he 
kicks it. Yeah. And they cut to a wide shot again. And then another guy gets it and they he kicks it to the other side. I'm like, what the hell is going on I here? Went to a Red Who Bulls game it? I went to a Red Bulls game because it was the tickets were like a nickel, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck oh. it. I'll go to the Red Bull game. It was just a bunch of people with air horns. They don't even right. know what's going on. Vuvuzelas? Oh, yeah, they, and we don't even have the best players yeah. yet in America. There was almost yeah. nobody on the field. It was like eight <laughs> years ago. I don't remember when it was, but like, you know, yeah. World Cup fever struck. Yeah. And like, there was this big, I think it was the U.S. versus U.K. Right. And this was like a huge deal. It's almost right. a decade ago. And I, our office is on Lincoln Road in Miami Beach, which is a real festive spot, yeah. especially World Cup time. Everybody's watching sports bars. Everybody's watching. Yeah. Screaming, cheering. You can hear it. Our office shakes, you know, from the screaming. So I'm like, all right, I'll get into this U.S., U.K., you know, sort of uh, revolution you know, fever game. here. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 uh, so I go downstairs and I'm watching this game, and I'm watching this game, and I'm watching this game, and I think it's like it's like now it's like two to two, <laughs> which is like I understand it's a high scoring match here, okay? And I'm like, and then I'm like. Yeah, hockey's low scoring, but it's exciting. You can get punched it's in the exciting. fucking grill. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, hockey, you know, they have a puck, you know, the size of a thimble, right? right. They have to knock around on ice and in, in, a, in, a, in a net the size of, like, a solo cup. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. And yeah. then you're on fucking ice skates, for right. Christ's sake. Yeah. The coordination. And the goalie's the bigger than the yeah. net. Soccer, <laughs> yeah. soccer, they're kicking a ball the size of a baseball into a net the size of, like, yeah. A-Rod's house. It's like, how do you fucking miss? How is it such a low-scoring game? Because they're tired. Because they're fucking tired. Schlepping back and forth. <laughs> it's like they might as well be running on a treadmill. It doesn't make any sense. And then, so this US-UK game, 10 years, US-UK, everybody, USA! 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 And I'm like, and everybody's running naked with flags around their necks, running up and down Lincoln Road. I'm like, this is goddamn. And I'm, we watch this game. We watch this game. And we watch this game. And finally, like, the refs are just like, I don't know, I got dinner. Or I don't know. I don't know what the fuck time it is, but let's just call it. It's it's, it's, a, it's a draw. And I went, I'm sorry. Excuse me, what? It's a draw? Oh, good. You're good. They have a tie. They have, a, they have ties right. in this one. Like, this is not a real fucking sport. I'm like, it's only the most popular sport in the world because literally any country can put a ball on the ground, oh, draw two God. lines on you the floor. You can't have a I tie in World Cup. I love Bill. And, and I don't think they, I think they changed those rules. I hope so. Because it was, I, I, it was unbelievable. After regulation, maybe uh, tie the goalie's feet yeah. together. Something. <laughs> you get us so all, we get a score. You get us all riled up about yeah. this game. And then you're like, eh, it's, what I time is it? I kind of liked watching World Cup, but as soon as it was over, we all went back to not liking soccer. Because <laughs> right? it sucks. Because it, cause it didn't <laughs> it have that sucks. energy. Hey, I know you got to go, but uh, Porter Fisher, really fast. Oh, God. Porter Fisher and Screwball. So you got Tony Bosch, who uh, ran the clinic, and the players came to him. Uh, I guess Manny Ramirez was the one that got in trouble, and then A Rod yeah. uh, stupidly decides uh, after Tony lies low, not for that long, maybe a couple months, decides I need to go to that guy. Which, that was the word of mouth. That yeah. was insane too. It's like, yo, the heat's on this guy. You're gonna go to. You're gonna Dude, go. Dude, Manny, yeah. got that after Tony started treating him. He got that Dodgers contract. Yeah, what was that forty million for yeah, a couple yeah. of years? I mean, like, yeah. why would you not go to this yeah. guy? <laughs> I mean, why would you not? So right. Tony Bosch's life was good. The players were coming to him and stuff. And like you said to begin this, and this is why you got to see Screwball, the documentary from Billy Corbin. Uh, you got this guy Porter Fisher that just is desperate for attention, who likes to tan, is in the tanning salon, and and Bosch is in the back basically doing his thing there, Carl. <laughs> and and this Porter Fisher just wanted. 
to be somebody, <laughs> right? And then Tony falls on bad times. Can I? I this isn't giving away. No, too not much. at all. Okay, Please, good. Yeah. Tony falls on bad times and goes to Port Fisher, knowing he's a needy fucking guy that just wants to be like. And he was riding his bicycle, got hit by a jaguar, yeah. and got an insurance settlement. Yeah, because so he, he had some money. Because he doesn't really have money to begin with. I, what did he do before he got hit by the car? Like in marketing and just yeah, uh, very jobs and vague, things. not yeah. really making much money. So he has some money to. To, to fool around with, and, and Tony Bosch needs a little loan to get back on his feet because now Tony's life is spiraling with his cocaine abuse and all that. Right. So Porter uh, Fisher gives him a $4,000 loan and then obsesses about getting paid back, and but that's it, the only reason that A-Rod got fucked. Incidentally, it, I believe that Tony took that for a grand and put it directly up his nose uh, is, is yeah. what I think, and he's pretty candid about that, that he had a, between five $6,000 a month cocaine habit. Right, that's uh, a good one. That time. That's, a, that's a solid habit yeah. right <laughs> So You're only living half the month. Like you're sleeping half the month and partying right. half, half the month. month. Yeah. And he would get, he'd, he'd go to a player who'd give him like 15 grand cash for yeah. like, he did like concierge service. He'd, he'd come to the game and 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 service you and then he would take the 15 grand grab his girlfriend they'd go to new york for a weekend until the money was gone so he wouldn't go pay his wow. child support or his rent yeah. or his cable bill or he would just go until the 15 in new york and party till the 15 grand was gone and then go back to miami or go back on the road and get some more clients and more money that's what addicts do you know yeah. like you you party till it's gone he went through a lot of the money but this porter fisher was with his obsession of get getting paid back with interest and tony doesn't have it and and he's getting more and more violent toward uh tony bosch and then decides i'm gonna ruin his life well, and that's when he starts snooping around and stealing stuff that led to uh, Major League Baseball and everyone else, uh, the authorities wow. finding out that A-Rod's on, in these books with other uh, Major League Baseball players. He doesn't players. get violent, per se, per, but he, he gets, like, he has a, a short fuse. Yeah. And it burns out over less than four-week period. Basically, just four weeks at, from the time he gave him the money Jeez. to the time Wait, when he... Wait, he wanted it back four weeks later? <laughs> no, no, Tony, Tony, according to Porter, Tony had agreed to pay it back in installments yeah. on a weekly basis yeah, yeah, until yeah. he was paid back with interest. And um, and so when he started to miss payments, Porter got suspicious. And that's when he realized that Tony was in a bit of a, was about to hit rock bottom and that things weren't being paid for around the office in his life. And then he discovered at, at some point that Tony was not a licensed physician <laughs> in the state of Florida. He felt really duped. You know, and, and, he, and he felt really – because he, he wanted to come into the company and do, like, marketing and advertising for Tony. And then one of the guys in, in the movie, uh, the journalist, Tim Elfrink, he says – he goes, that would be like going to your neighborhood cocaine dealer <laughs> and being like, hey, I love what you do. Yeah. You, I want to <laughs> yeah. advertise. Right. Your, I want to promote your business. You know, Tony can't do that. <laughs> and so uh, then it all just – it went it just went belly up. And, that, and A-Rod was collateral damage in that, in that, uh, in that battle. Over, Unbelievable. Over 4,000 lousy dollars. That That's what's fucked, fucked up A-Rod's uh, legacy. Yeah, we got to get uh, Billy out of here. The, oh, that was awesome. The man. movie uh, Screwball, the documentary, it's fantastic. Another uh, great one. Thank you. Billy Corbin, Another man. home run. I don't no pun you, intended. Yes. <laughs> Do you think you've made a bad one? Oh, fuck yes. Really? I've made a bad one, yeah. But documentaries are, are like, you know, children. You have, you have your favorites, you just don't tell anyone right. which ones. Uh, and, they are. <laughs> and you guys are connected to the free solo people, right? Well, the the distributor, Greenwich Entertainment, who released Screwball today uh, in theaters, uh, March 29th in, in 12 cities, and then uh, April 5th on VOD, 
Um, so you get get that wherever they wherever you VOD, yeah. um, iTunes and Amazon and everything. But they just distributed last year Free Solo, which of course just won the Academy Award for Best Documentary. That so we're in good documentary, company. Documentary. We we talked about it on the podcast. Incredible. How do you do that? It's nuts. Like I, I remember How when I first saw the poster, I was like standing in the theater. I'm like, what am I looking at? This right. is insane. This right. dude fucking dangling. With you no know, ropes, bit, like nothing, just, just his dangling. hands and, yeah. and his stupid powder. <laughs> <laughs> Let Billy go, will you? <laughs> but his stupid powder. <laughs> Let Billy go. That's, a, that's what got Tony Bosch in trouble was that stupid powder. Uh, Billy, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. And the best. I had a great time. Absolutely. I, had a I don't know if we care what I'm doing, but I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the so- hot dog. Yeah, exactly. What do you want to promote? The socials, uh, Billy Corbin on social media. Right? Yeah, at, at Billy Corbin, C O R B E N. I'm not the lead yeah. singer of Smashing Pumpkins. No, I get that. Your personality is way oh, better. I, so is my hair, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I've, talked, I've talked to both of you guys, and trust me, you win that battle. Oh, and I love the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, you, well, you, should, you should hear me play the guitar. <laughs> not as impressive. Stop taking yourself so seriously and just have fun like this, Billy Corbin. <laughs> my God, man. Anyway, thank you right. for having me. Thank awesome. you so much, Billy Corbin, everyone. Joey, awesome. wrap it up. Boo! Boo, 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 boo. Boo. I'll wrap it up as soon as you guys are finished with your behind the scenes banter. Oh, my God, bro. That was great, man. That was fun. I hope we. Uh, great to see you, Good to see you, too. Bro, you fucking, you're a fucking monster, bro. I, l- I love I, I love that you go after the politicians, man. I'm you know, you more sp- people need to. If you don't if you stop them in the municipal, they won't make it to Congress. If you I don't love speak it. truth to power, they're going to keep lying to you, and eventually they'll shut you up. Right. So what are you going to do? Take a picture. Yeah, of course. course. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, want to get a picture quick? Yeah. 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 Where you oh, go, go. He's already eating. He's already in the other room. He's already in the hot dog. Where did that come from? All right. Well, that does it for episode 96. Don't forget to leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, maybe a comment or a short review. Go to opiradio.com for a cool Ruizing hat or some t-shirts. You can also stream this free podcast there anytime on demand. Visit my Spotify page and follow me and stream some of my songs. Follow Carl Ruiz at Sabor Chef on Instagram or Twitter. And of course, join Greg's Facebook group, the Opie Radio Podcast. And on behalf of the Westwood One Podcast Network, we thank you for listening to another episode of OP Radio. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.